Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Did you know that we have a library of virtual training courses to help you with all of your dog training needs? Whether you're working on recall, you have a reactive dog, maybe you have a new puppy, maybe adventuring with your dog is your biggest priority. We have a virtual course just for you. All of our virtual courses are currently 15% off, which is the only discount that we run on these programs all year long. You can check out the link in the show notes to learn more about this once a year sale that ends on November 29th. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have my my mom and Jasmine here. You can just hear Jasmine shake off. And I know that a lot of you follow us on Instagram and you see, you know, me post pictures of my mom and Jasmine a lot, but we haven't talked about Jasmine a lot on the podcast. My mom was on the podcast It's probably last year that you were on the podcast, Mm -hmm. Mom, but uh, our hope for today is to tell you a little bit more about Jasmine, and I think that this episode will be very validating for those of you who live with very anxious dogs. So, Mom, let's talk a little bit more about Jasmine, shall we? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell the listeners a little bit more about what we know about where she came from in some of the early days of Jasmine's life with you. Okay, we got her from a rescue, and... um... Shout out to Outpaws. Yep. And, um, they do a lot of, or did a lot of rescuing from, um, the reservations down in New Mexico. And that's where Jasmine came from. Right. So Jasmine came on transport with her litter mates when she was very young, right? So that's going to be relevant information as we talk a little bit more about Jasmine. So tell everybody, uh, a little bit more about Jasmine's age because how old is she these days? She is eight years old. Yeah, so Jasmine has been with us for a long time, so we know her very well, but that's some of her backstory, and I think that that's relevant for some reasons that we'll get to. Okay, so mom, share a little bit more with the listeners about um, kind of what Jasmine was like as a puppy and then as she kind of matured into adulthood. Well, she's always been very um, skittish, shy frightened of everything, um, that kind of thing. I mean, when she first came, that's how she was. And she's still that way quite a bit today too. Yeah. Right. So we, we've noticed those behaviors right from the beginning that unfortunately have persisted in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone, you may hear some audio here. The dogs are like trying to figure out what we're doing. We're currently at the cabin recording this episode. I'll be sure to post a picture of our podcast set up here. So, uh, you'll have to forgive us. The audio is not going to be the greatest, but Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about Jasmine. So, yes, she can be fearful. Yes, she can be scared of new things. But I think the overarching trend is she's a very anxious dog. She is a very anxious dog. And the other thing that's really hard with her is that she won't come when you call her, <laughs> which is extremely frustrating. So, Yeah, right? So we've had we've had a lot of challenges in trying to train her over the years and like I think at first we were kind of like well she's not food motivated and that's why this is so difficult right so do you want to talk a little bit more about that yeah it's like 
you call her and she just looks at you and you'll have like a really good treat in your hand and she still just looks at you and then you try to go towards her and she runs off and I think that a lot of that comes from her having been a reservation dog meaning she probably was just running or her ancestors her mom dad whatever were probably just feral and um, even though she was really young when they got her at the rescue I think that's just kind of inbred in her. Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. And I think that obviously we can do a lot to influence behavior in their early days, right? Like you did get her as a puppy. What was she, like 14 weeks or something? She was four months. Four months, right. Okay, so she wasn't like in this, she was kind of, we were kind of getting out of the critical socialization window. But there, we we can't change genetics, right? Like we can't change genetically what she's made up of. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has just been more and more evident through the years with her. Right. It's been very frustrating. Um, if she does get out because it'll take me 45 minutes of chasing her around the neighborhood or wherever we are till she finally wears down enough that you can get to her. It's like, you'll get up close to her and then she runs the other direction. And it's just like, Uh, So we have to be extremely careful with her. We can't really let her off leash. Um, I just have to be extremely careful. And when she tends to sneak away is often when we have company because the door will open. I know not too long ago, Rachel went running after her. The door opened for some reason and Rachel went chasing after her and she went into the, well, you tell that story. (laughs) So, um, you know, Jasmine is what we would categorize as a flight risk for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those things that like, I think it could be really easy to label Jasmine as, you know, difficult and she won't listen, but there's so much more at play. So for those of you who are maybe dealing with some difficult behaviors in your dogs and you're kind of taking it personally and you feel like your dog is doing it on purpose to frustrate you, you know, they're, it's very unlikely that they're doing that because dogs just really don't have the cognitive capacity for that. And Jasmine's anxiety manifests itself in some of that flighty behavior, right? And, yeah. I, and I think it also, like you were saying, Mom, like I think it really is her her ancestors living through her in some of the like fairly behaviors that we see, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that obviously like me being your daughter and being a dog trainer, you felt like that should be enough, right? Like you have this like expert (laughs) at your disposal and like, why isn't that enough to get this dog to do what I want her to do? Well, it's really frustrating because she'll do something, you know, and it's like, yeah, my daughter's a dog trainer. (laughs) It's like, I'm embarrassed to say it because (laughs) I obviously have not learned very well how to handle my dog. (laughs) It just, it's, it's embarrassing when you're around other people and that happens and, but you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. And I think something that I, I have learned and, and, and I hope that you have internalized some of this from me too, mom, is that like Jasmine is her own dog and we, we can't, we can't do everything in the world to control all of her behaviors or quote unquote, make her do things. That's not the way that it works. Right. Right. And the thing that I have learned over the years is I just have to learn to manage, um, what she, what the situation is, what the circumstances are, how to take care of it. Another time that she tends to get out is like when we have workmen at the house, because, you know, I'll tell them, you know, be careful, whatever. And um, so, like, right now, we're having our bathrooms redone. 
So um, the workman is actually coming in through the upstairs door and she could get out the gate if he leaves the gate open. So what my husband did is he put a fence up, a temporary fence, so that she didn't have that access, so that we could feel comfortable with her going in and out even when the workman was there. So we really try to manage it the best that we can. Yeah, and I, I have to give you and dad so much credit because you have gotten really strategic over the years about like, okay, this is who Jasmine is. Mm -hmm. This is what she's capable of doing. And we're going to do everything we can to keep her safe. Right. Right. And I, I can recall many times in Jasmine's early days when she got out of the car oh on hikes Oh yeah. my God. And me and you trying to chase her. I remember a particular hike. Remember we were in Evergreen. Yes, we were hiking. We were hiking with your friend and Jasmine just bolted out the car door. We weren't even thinking. And I had to rain her, wrangle her into a bathroom to yes. catch her. <laughs> right? Like so yep. difficult. And I think for those of you listening, you're like, okay, she's been with you for eight years. You're a dog trainer. Why haven't we been able to get there? Well, I think it just proves to you that when there is anxiety and genetics at play, there there can be limits to some of the things that we can to train to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. So, you know, another management strategy that we have like doubled down on is that when she is in the car, she has her harness on and there is a leash attached to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so if we need to go and get her, we can. Um, and I think that everyone, obviously we're speaking to a lot of Jasmine's anxieties. We're going to get to a lot of her strong suits because she has a lot of her strong suits, but yes, she does. I want to talk about, um, another big challenge. So obviously getting her to come when called has been a big challenge. Some of her flighty behavior has been very challenging, but I think something else that has been really challenging has been her car anxiety. Oh yeah, for sure. She does not like to ride in the car and She's not so bad getting into the car, although, once again, I can't, I have to have her on leash because our garage, you have to go outside to get to it. You, there's not an inside way to get there. So she's always on leash when I take her to the garage. And um, poor Jazz, she's had two knee replacements. So she gets her front paws up, but I have to lift her rear end to get her up into the car. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, I'm still able to do that. So that's not an issue. But the other problem is, is when we are done hiking, she doesn't want to get back in the car because she knows that she's going to be in the car for a while and she just doesn't really like it. And she really hates windy roads, which we end up on a lot. So. Right. And I think that it's been a delicate dance over the years, mm -hmm. like trying to weigh, like knowing that she really enjoys hiking. Right. But also trying to like balance the scales of reducing as much stress as we can in the car. So right. do you want to speak a little bit more about some of the medications and some of the things that we've tried over the years to minimize her stress in the car? Um, she, I will give her trazodone and that calms her down, um, or CBD cookie or that sort of thing. Shout out to Vet CS. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing with her is that like, you know, Rachel and I like to do a lot of, um, traveling with the dogs and she's good in the car for a few hours, but last fall we went down to Arizona and made the conscious decision not to take her simply because it was a long drive and we knew that it would totally stress her out. And so unfortunately I would love to have taken her, but we just felt for her benefit it would be better if she did not come. Which I know was such a hard decision for you to make. It was. 
It right? Really hard. Because you want to be able to include your dogs. And I think those of you listening who maybe have a rescue dog who sounds a lot like Jasmine, I'm sure you can empathize so hard with this that it's like, we bring these dogs into our lives because we want to bring them. We want to take them. And mm-hmm. for the most part, Jasmine is really such a lovely hiking companion for you. Absolutely. Right? But it was a very real conversation that me and you had about like, yeah. it is not going to be worth it. Because she is just going to be such a mess that she's not going to be able to enjoy it. And ultimately, you weren't going to be able to enjoy yourself as much either, right? Right. Right. And I remember it was, I think it was two summers ago, right? We went on a hiking trip and we took Jasmine with us. And Mm -hmm. it was thunderstorm season. Oh, right, right, right. right. Mm -hmm. And she can, oh, God, thunderstorms, fireworks, bless her heart. Those stress her the F out. Yeah. And we drove, what was it, like four hours, six hours? Which one are we talking about? When When we went went to to Montrose. Montrose, yeah. 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 Well, we did a hike though too. So, so we tried, we tried yeah. to break it up. So we, we kind of pushed the extent of Jasmine's ability to cope in the car mm-hmm. and there were thunderstorms and she was really stressed. And I remember yeah. that hike we took her on after the thunderstorms right, right, right. Yeah. and it was, we had reached a breaking point. Jasmine yes. was so emotionally frazzled that even with Trazodone on board, she... Right. She couldn't even hike. We both had to carry her. Yeah, we had that little sling and right. carry her. That was really fun. <laughs> and, you know, it's like it's one of those things that I think those of you who have anxious dogs, you probably know this balancing act really well of, like, trying to minimize stress while also trying to include them as much as we can in our lives. But it's definitely one of those things that – so, everyone, we are up at uh, the family cabin right now. Shout out to my mother-in-law, Cindy, for letting us come up here. Um, and it's one of those that it was like a two-hour drive. We broke it up. We did a hike at one hour. And was there some stress in the car? Yes. But ultimately, now she's happy and she's content here. So it's like we really just try to acknowledge like bringing her places and on trips where she can mm-hmm. be successful. And those long car rides, we just... We know better than that these days. Like, that's yeah. just going to be way too much for her. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Everyone, I hope you can hear the dogs just, like, pining for our attention yeah. right now. <laughs> They're like, what are we doing? Tell us more. So, Mom, I want to talk just a little bit more about one of the other major challenges that is related to Jasmine, and that is her prey drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loves squirrels. <laughs> We have Small squirrels. rodents. Yeah, we have squirrels in our backyard, and they just taunt her and taunt her. And, you know, in the backyard, it's fine because she can't get out. But And, and I'm not attached to her. But when we're out hiking and there are squirrels and these darn squirrels chatter, 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 if they just stay quiet, we'd be much better off. But, <laughs> but they never they do. They don't ever do that. So I've always said if I never saw another squirrel in my life, that'd be fine. But they are part of nature and they have their place. But yeah, she does definitely tend to pull um, when she sees squirrels and... I think um, she's kind of learned this from Waylon, um, the prey drive for deer. And <laughs> that is the unfortunate consequence of spending so much time together. Yeah, I, I don't think she ever really cared that much about deer until Waylon started caring, but she has been known to pull me down because I wear a hands-free leash, and um, she's like half of my weight and very strong, obviously, and if she pulls me... Sometimes I just, I can't do anything and I go down. So, <laughs> Right. So, and I think the prey drive is another like genetic 
thing that unfortunately is going nowhere. So I want to, I want to kind of segue here, mom, to talk about some of the more recent breakthroughs we've had with some of her training, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, she is eight. She's been hiking with us basically her whole life. And that's really been a major focus of training, right? Is like skills on hiking since we're doing that so much. And she really is really, for the most part, great on hikes. She oh, yeah. Really is. Oh, she really is. And everyone, we're going to get to Jasmine's strong suits, yeah. okay? Because she's got a lot of them. But something that I have been, I guess we could say I've just been hounding you on, yes. <laughs> is that you need to work more on the skill of walking at your side on cue mm-hmm. to not only troubleshoot, troubleshoot some of the prey drive, but also some of the, the icy trails that we right. can go on, right? And I think that I want to hear your perspective on this, mom, but I think that you haven't been working on it that much because in previous attempts to work on some training skills with her, Jasmine can get really anxious and she can shut down sometimes and then Mm -hmm. she won't take food. And it's really not reinforcing for you to like do the work because you're like, what's the point if she's not even going to take the treats and we're not going to be able to do it. Right. It is frustrating because um, I'll try to give her a treat and she sometimes she takes it and then she spits it out. That's what she does. And it's just like, well, why even bother? But um, I think it was last week, um, was or two weeks ago maybe, I can't remember when we were up at um, Staunton State Park, and it had snowed, and there wasn't a lot of snow on the trail, but there were some very icy spots on the um, shady side. And she was pulling me. I don't know, I can't remember if it was squirrels or what it was. I don't remember. But anyway, and... Um, you know, I'm getting older and I don't want to go down on the ice. And so I was so frustrated with her. And so Rachel gave me her little um, squeeze jar or squeeze bottle that had um, cream cheese in it. And so we'd be walking along and I'd say, Jasmine, here. And she'd come right back to me and she took it. And uh, it really, I mean, I was just like, wow, I can't believe she's actually doing this. So that was a, that was a win. Yes. A big win, a big win. And I think that everyone, I know it's really easy to feel like, okay, my dog isn't food motivated, but as you're, I'm sure probably picking up on this conversation, it's not that Jasmine isn't food motivated. It's that Jasmine can be so anxious and really revert to some of those instinctual prey drive behaviors that she can be harder to motivate to participate (laughs) right but I think that especially over like the last like two years Jasmine has gotten way more consistent about like taking food reinforcements and we've we've had way more of an opportunity to reinforce more of the desirable behaviors that we're after right and um I think that the recall is always going to be something that we can't we can't always trust right like she's she can be off leashing your backyard which is really great but You've had a little bit of a recent breakthrough with some of the recall, especially pertaining to like coming into the house. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, Rachel has been working on um, a whistle recall and with Waylon. And so I thought, well, I'll try that. So I bought one of the whistles and I was trying to work with... And I gave you access to trustworthy recalls so yeah, you could see and, like the whole training plan. Right, and I lasted about three days. <laughs> Because it wasn't working. And so anyway, I kind of gave up. But I have the whistle sitting on the kitchen table. And it's been sitting there for months. (laughs) And just recently, Rachel's been working a lot when we're out hiking with the whistle recall. And um, almost always, Jazz and I are behind Waylon and Rachel. Because Waylon goes like, you know, uh, 
I don't know what turbo uh, turbo yeah <laughs> turbo hyper hyper turbo and um, Jasmine and I can't quite keep up so anyway we're usually behind and she'll do, blow that whistle and Jasmine her little ears perk up and she goes we're right up next to Rachel waiting for a treat so I thought okay she seems to be responding to the whistle so I'm gonna try it again so she's out in the backyard probably chasing squirrels we have a tiered backyard and she was up on the back tier and I blew the whistle and she kind of looked at me and she didn't come immediately, but pretty soon she looked at me again and she came running in. I was like, wow, that was kind of cool. <laughs> okay, so tell everyone how big of a win that is. Like that is, that is very like huge. Right, it is huge. very abnormal for Jasmine to like just come running inside. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean focused inside. And I've tried it a few more times and it's worked. And then the other morning, um, Dad and Tim were sitting at the table. We were having breakfast, and she wouldn't come in. I, and Dad had the door open, and I blew the whistle. And she looked at it, or she looked at us, and she, once again, she's up on the back tier. And all of a sudden, she just tore in the house. And Dad and Tim are just like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, woohoo, a win. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think it's proof that some of these dogs that can be anxious, and I know you all heard the recent episode on wild dogs. I think Jasmine, you know, she falls under that category in a lot of ways. There is hope, right? And it might not be like the instantaneous wins that we want to see, but we have been diligent of trying to stay consistent as we can with her training over her life. And we are seeing it work when she isn't in that anxious headspace. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, if she got out, you know, I'm not sure the whistle would work to get her back. So right. we still have to be very diligent and keep a close eye on what's going on with her in terms of her being able to get away. But, um, it's still a win to be able to get her just to come in the house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when I want her to. Yeah, when you want her to. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so mom, I want to speak to some of the brilliance that is Jasmine, that isn't trained, that just is who she is. What stands out in your mind? Well, she's just so sweet. Oh, oh my goodness. So she's just sweet. so loving and just... A, I mean, she really is a great dog. It sounds like she's a horrible dog and why do we keep her and all that? But no, she's loving and she's sweet and she just, and, and this is something that is kind of interesting. I said earlier how she'd had the two knee replacements and I started taking her to see Dr. Caitlin who does like the acupuncture and um, um, rehab rehab, and, and um, all that stuff and I don't know, we were talking about different things that I could give her because I'd been giving her um, Dosequin for quite a long time. And all of a sudden I thought, hmm, a few years back I was having some problems with my hip hurting when we hiked. And I had a friend say to me, have you ever tried antler velvet? And I'm like, never even heard of it. So I went to the health food store and bought some antler velvet. <clears throat> I thought, well, I'll try it for a month and see what happens. So I took it for a month and, all, and I went, oh, I'm done with it. How do I feel? Well, I haven't had any hip problems at all. So I've been taking antler velvet faithfully ever since. And when Dr. Caitlin and I were talking about what we could give Jasmine, you know, to maybe switch it up and see if something else would work better, I went, do they make antler velvet for dogs? <laughs> you know, she goes, oh yeah, they do. I bought Jasmine antler velvet and it's like, 
I mean, she's prancing around like a puppy, and um, Tim's dog lives at home with us too, Luna, and they just play and play and play, and she's running around and prancing around, and it's like she's a, a puppy almost again. So, you know, I think that's been a real positive for her, and she just, she's playful, and she's just, she's sweet, and I don't know. She really is. Yeah. And I think that you bring up a good point, Mom, that it probably wasn't just anxiety con contributing to some of her behavior. There was right. definitely, like, a physical <laughs> aspect happening, right? And, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I have to give you so much credit. I know that a lot of my listeners have rehabbed their dogs through TPLO surgeries, and you did too, right? Uh -huh. And you knew it needed to be done, and we could get her back hiking. Right. But, you know, to speak again, <laughs> everyone, Jasmine almost just <laughs> fell off the bed. No big deal. <laughs> Um, I think too, like just to speak to some more of Jasmine's strength, she is, she's never met someone she didn't like. True. I mean, she really is just so mm -hmm. great with people. You don't have to worry about her, right? right? Like the only thing we have to worry about is her bidding for their attention too much, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and she's also really good when we're hiking with other dogs. Oh, we don't have to worry about dogs. her being, um, you know, vicious to other dogs or anything. She just likes to sniff and say hi and off we go. So. Right. She is fantastic with other dogs. And I think that, you know, some of my listeners, you have met Jasmine because I brought her to a session with me, right? Like that is something that we got for free with her is that her dog social skills are just so damn good. Mm -hmm. I mean, she really is. And she can accommodate different dogs, different play styles, dogs who maybe are kind of fearful, dogs who maybe are a little overzealous. Like that's something that she is just innately good at and we're mm -hmm. so lucky with her in that way right so um jasmine has so many beautiful str strengths and we just we adore her so much but everyone i really wanted to have my mom on the podcast today because i know that a lot of you live with anxious dogs and it's hard it yeah. is hard sometimes and i think mm -hmm. that for those of you who can relate to not being motivated to train the dog because they're not motivated to train with you it's okay and i think that something we've gotten really good at over the years with Jasmine is acknowledging times when she's in a headspace for training and mm -hmm. going for it and acknowledging when she is not in a headspace for training and just like not even pushing it. Right. And I think that right. something that has been pretty consistent over the years is that usually when we get out to start our hike, she's still a little anxious from being in the car. So that's not a time to like ask her to do things. It's not a time to offer right. her a treat because she's just not there yet. But I think we've really seen her like get more comfortable and kind of move through some of that stress. And then like, like you were saying the whistle, Oh my God, she's so sweet. Like I'm working on it with Waylon and she's like, um, Rachel, I'm right here. I want some of these cookies too. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. we have seen her when she's not in that anxious headspace, be just more capable of training. So everyone, if you have an anxious dog, I really want you just to think about like capitalizing on those small moments where like your dog's in a good headspace. They're willing to take the food reinforcement. And just going for it. Training is never going to be perfect ever, right? You all know training is never perfect. But I think that the anxious dogs, they take more empathy. They take more patience. But ultimately, they're worth it. Oh, absolutely. They're absolutely worth it. Okay, mom, any final words about your loyal girl, Jasmine? I just love her to pieces. Oh, my God. And she really is a great dog. I mean... In spite of all those things, and I guess the other thing to tell your listeners is 
don't give up even if they get older. Just keep trying. Just keep trying. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, she's eight and she still makes progress when we yes. work on these things. Yep. Right? Right? Okay, so everyone who hasn't seen a picture of Jasmine, do you want to just do a, like a little description of, of what she looks like? Well, I think she's adorable. Yes, she is. She is. is she and Waylon are basically the same color. Yeah, uh, Jasmine's like snickerdoodle. That's yeah. the color I would label her. Yeah. <laughs> and she has amber eyes. And she weighs about 55 pounds-ish. And she's long and lean. Like, when she's laying in bed, she can almost, like, lay the whole length of the bed. <laughs> she's very and, leggy. Yeah, she's very leggy. But um, just as sweet as she can be. And I don't know what else can we say about her. This way she looks. She's, she's just cute. Oh, my God. She really is. And she's mm-hmm. so sweet. And she's been such a, a, a wonderful adventure dog, right? Despite yeah, sometimes pulling yeah. it down. And she's very, she's very good at letting Waylon get all the attention because everybody's like, oh, Waylon, he's so cute. Oh, she's just in the background going, yeah, but so am I. She is. She's a very good ying to Waylon's yang. Yes. Right? Like, she really is. They accent each other really well. And, you know, Jasmine helped raise Waylon, and now she's helping to raise Spicy, and she helped raise Luna. Those of you who are in Reactive Redefined, you know Luna, who's my brother's dog. And, you know, we're really, we're so, we're so grateful for who she is in the addition to our family. And, you know, we have to change things. We have to acknowledge who Jasmine is. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like firework holidays, like we are home. You're home with her. You're upstairs with the door closed. We've given her trazodone. We've given her CBD. Like actually we let her go down into the basement to the bathroom in the basement and turn the fan on. We have a rug down there for her and everything so that she can be as far away from the noise as possible. But one thing I do want to add is that she's really good in the car um, with Waylon sitting on top of her. (laughs) (laughs) She's, she just lets him sit on her. So he sits on her head. He sits on her butt (laughs) cause she's always laying down in the car. She does not look out. No, she's anxious. Yeah. She's, there's there's definitely some stress happening in the car, but yeah, but at she. Least I don't have to worry about her coming up into the front seat or anything. You know, she's very easy to drive with. Absolutely, absolutely. So everyone, I think the point we're trying to make here is that anxious dogs require changes in your life, your lifestyle, and your expectations of a dog. They undoubtedly do. But I think once you can kind of get past that, there's so much to celebrate, right? Like we always joke that like Jasmine is just, you know, her own self. She's got her own personality Mm -hmm. and her little isms, but who doesn't? We all do, right? And she's absolutely worth it. Yep, she has her own little idiosyncrasies, but so do I. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mom, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Reactive Redefined will reopen for enrollment on Monday, January 2nd. If you have been waiting to be a part of our group coaching program and you're already on the wait list, rest assured you will be the first to know when enrollment opens. If you'd like to be one of the first to know, be sure to join the wait wait list. You can check out the link in the show notes. If you feel like you need more immediate support, join the self-guided version of Reactive Redefined in the meantime, and then we'll apply what you invest in the self-guided towards the group coaching program. Steph and I are so looking forward to welcoming new teams into Reactive Redefined and seeing you all thrive and grow together. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.